Welcome to the Healthy Tips Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today's title is 20-Minute Path to Peak Fitness. Hello, everyone. Well, Kira and I both know that fitness and exercise can be a daunting challenge. We know a little bit about that ourselves, (laughs) about the daunting nature. Yeah, we're really familiar with that one. Well, the good news is that with this peak fitness approach, exercise can really be fun and efficient, and you won't need to take a lot of time out of your schedule to do it. And of course, we really like that. Well, the term peak fitness was coined by Phil Campbell. He's a trainer to athletes, and he's been a trainer for over 35 years. The peak fitness approach to exercising does take only 20 minutes a day, but it gets your heart rate peaking eight separate times during that 20-minute period so that you're working intensely for about four minutes out of that full 20 minutes. So it's a really great way to get a lot of action in in a short period of time. Well, first, we want to talk about the benefits of peak fitness exercising, and then we'll tell you a little bit about how it's done. Right. Well, and the best thing about it is that 20 minutes of this peak fitness exercising will do as much for you as about an hour of other aerobic style exercises, and it creates a lot of added benefits as well. Some of them are, it reduces body fat, it dramatically improves muscle tone, it firms your skin and reduces wrinkles, also, of course, boosts energy and sexual desire. There's one I like. Of course. (laughs) I thought you'd like that, Bill. It also improves speed and performance. And this exercise is highly efficient. Your fitness goals are achieved much faster with this type of exercise. And then, of course, a very important aspect of this exercise is that it also lowers insulin resistance by about 25%. Well, having better insulin resistance is really critical and becoming a healthy and fit person. This one thing alone can help prevent the development of many health-related problems from diabetes all the way to heart disease. Right. Now, peak fitness exercising also increases another hormone called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, or BDNF for short, which basically keeps the brain young. Its job is to turn brain stem cells into new nerve cells. So BDNF is a protection for the brain against diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Now, we need to take just a moment to thank one of our sponsors. When we return, we're going to talk about the road to fitness and how it includes both muscle strengthening and calorie burning. So we'll be right back. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. 
Now, Bill, you were going to tell us about how this road to fitness includes two things, muscle strengthening and also calorie burning. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, Kira. So any program, whether it's peak fitness or pure cardio or weightlifting, has to include both muscle strengthening and calorie burning if it's going to be an overall total program, both for fitness and for weight loss and all the other benefits that you want to see. So the strength training side increases muscle tone and muscle mass. Now your muscles have three different types of fibers and each type must be worked. The first is slow twitch fibers. These are engaged or worked, if you will, by cardio and strength training exercises. The same that you see in the movies, or when you go down to the gym and you see a class working together. Right. So this would be kind of like the cardio classes that women go to when they're doing aerobic exercises. Sure. Now, the second fast twitch fibers would be engaged by power training or plyometric type bursts of exercise. These are the kind of exercises in which muscles exert maximum force in short intervals of time to increase power and speed or strength. The third type of fiber is called super fast twitch fiber. These are worked by high intensity cardio type exercises. This would be like fast sprinting or very fast cardio, basically exercises that are almost 10 times faster than what would work the slow fibers. Very interesting when we were studying this because I had no idea there were all these different types of fibers in our muscles. And I think it's also important to note that they do get worked in a combination. One of the sites that I was reading about talked about 600,000 different fibers in the average thigh of an athlete who's like 25 years old. So it's very difficult to isolate, oh, just the fast twitch, oh, just the super fast twitch, or your normal walking and running and exercise that pretty much works the slow twitch. Now, the fast twitch and the super fast twitch fibers do atrophy when you haven't had any exercise and they do atrophy through old age. So when the astronauts came back from outer space and they hadn't worked very hard, they were having difficulties because both the fast twitch and the super fast twitch muscle fibers were extremely atrophied. So it's important to try to work on exercises that will strengthen both of those two. But you will be doing that while you're strengthening all three muscle types. Another thing to be aware of is that during calorie burning, it's really important to use your heart's two different types of metabolic processes. The heart uses aerobic process. That's the first one. And that one requires oxygen for fuel. It stimulates and strengthens your heart and your lungs. And this improves your body's utilization of oxygen. Exercises that are aerobic include cardio workouts, calisthenics, walking, cycling, rowing, and swimming. The other type of metabolic process is called anaerobic. In chemistry, this means without oxygen. Now, all of your muscles always need oxygen to work. But when they say anaerobic exercise, the researchers are talking about exercise that's intense enough to trigger lactate formation in your muscles. Why is this? 
Well, this is because your muscles are actually calling for more oxygen than your blood is able to actually supply. So their overdriving or their need or their use is overdriving the blood supply of oxygen. How do you know this? Well, you'll experience muscle burn. You'll experience profuse sweating. You'll experience rise in body temperature and labored breathing or huffing and puffing. This is the effect of the lactate formation that your muscles are excreting. Now, this high-intensity workout really strengthens your fast-twitch muscle fibers, and it promotes speed and strength and power for short-term duration, say, outrunning a saber-toothed tiger. (laughs) (laughs) That could be important. (laughs) Any high-demand activities where you're being put into demand state, like being attacked or trying to win the 100-yard dash. Exercises that would, in fact, develop this are sprinting, they're rapid cardio or calisthenics, and even power weightlifting reps. Most people use standard style aerobic exercise and strength training, and these are primarily using the slow muscle fibers and occasionally using their fast-twitch muscle fibers. This approach to exercise actually causes their super-fast fibers to atrophy because they're never really engaged. So jogging at a medium to slow pace, walking, doing some of the other exercises that we continually want to do does not really help you with that high-level, high-energy burn, if you will. And that's where the peak fitness comes in. So what is the peak fitness exercise? Well, we need to take just a very quick break to thank another sponsor. And when we come back, we are going to talk about what is the peak fitness exercise. So we'll be back in a sec. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back. Now, as Bill promised, we are going to actually tell you what peak fitness exercise is. Peak fitness exercise is high-intensity interval exercises that work both the aerobic and the anaerobic processes for optimal cardiovascular fitness. The heart's really designed to work very hard, but only intermittently and for short periods of time. Doing extended extreme cardio can produce inflammation that can actually damage your heart. So outrunning that saber-toothed tiger won't really damage your heart because you can't run very far and you can't run all that fast. And it's time to slow down when you duck behind that tree. So we want to talk about what the peak fitness routine is all about. You can really choose any type of aerobic exercise that suits you. It could be simply running or cycling outside of a gym. Or in a gym, you might choose cardio workout class, use a stationary bicycle, or an elliptical machine. So the first step is to warm up for three minutes. And that includes doing some stretching and other lightweight exercises. And then you want to exercise 
as hard as you can for 30 seconds. You should be working so hard that you couldn't possibly even go for a few seconds longer. The goal of this exercise is to get the heart rate up to 220 beats per minute minus your age. So if you're 40, you want to get your heartbeat up to 180 beats per minute. Right. This is really what triggers your growth hormone release. And this hormone gives the body an edge in good health, strength, and overall vigor. The next step is to throttle way back and take 90 seconds to recover. So if you're on a stationary bike, pedal slowly. If you're on an elliptical, go a little slower. Just find a way to cut back without actually quitting. Right. And then, of course, you want to repeat this process. And as Bill said before, this process is done eight times in the 20 minutes that you're exercising. So you're going to have to repeat it seven more times to end up with eight high-intensity cycles during a 20-minute workout session. At first, you may only be able to do two or three of these high-intensity cycles, but you want to keep working at your own pace to get up to eight cycles per session eventually. Now, two or three times a week on alternate days from your high-intensity workout, it's a great idea to use dumbbells or kettlebells for some strength training. Remember to alternate your muscle groups that you're working on different days and give yourself a couple of days between sessions for your muscles to recover. You can begin with just one peak fitness session a week and increase to as much as three sessions as your condition improves. You want to listen to your body. There's no need to overwork yourself. Now, it's important that after your sessions, you don't run to Krispy Kreme or some other place to kind of fill up on that immediate hunger that you started. Try to avoid carbs and sugar, and this will give you the most benefit from the afterburn effect and will also help your body in its production of HGH, which is the human growth hormone. The after effect refers to the fact that your body will continue to consume more oxygen for hours after a strong workout, and this leads to additional fat calories being burned off. Unfortunately, if you consume a lot of sugar and carbs to satisfy a real short-term craving, you will lessen this effect. So we suggest protein as a better choice of fuel for best results. Right especially after you've worked out. It's so important not to do sugar at that time. You can also augment your peak fitness sessions with 10-minute stretch sessions. These are done three to seven times a week, either in the morning or before bedtime, to keep your joints and your muscles limber and agile. Yoga can be a really great addition to your workouts, too, because Not only does that help you develop mindfulness and positive body image, but it's a near-perfect way to get your stretching in. Also, try to become more aware of your posture on a daily basis. Try to avoid slouching and hold your head and your spine as erect as possible. This will really serve you well as you age. Remember also that exercise can and should be fun. There really is no need for a hard approach to fitness. The bottom line is this, choose a type of exercise that you enjoy, otherwise you will not continue to do it. All the fancy tricked out programs that you buy and then never use 
will never help you get fit. Absolutely. Now, also remember that you need to get clearance from your family doctor before beginning any fitness program, especially if you have a special health-related condition, as we mentioned earlier, high blood pressure, pre-heart disease, diabetes, or full-blown heart disease. So it's very important to consult with your doctor rather than just plunging into something brand new. Absolutely. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our presentation on peak fitness today, and it is becoming a very popular way to exercise because of its efficiency and its strengthening properties. Now, before we leave, we do want to say that we're not healthcare providers. Nothing we say here should be misconstrued as medical advice. It's not meant to treat, diagnose, or prescribe anything. Everything that we share here is our own opinions. It's based on our own personal research and our experimentation. We always encourage you to do some of the same. That's our show for today. Bill and I want to thank you for listening to the Healthy Tips Podcast. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Healthy Tips Podcast. There you'll also find all the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute the Book Talk Podcast, the Love Stories Podcast, the Happy Kids Podcast, the Happiness Experience Podcast, and today's podcast, the Healthy Tips Podcast. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcast and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us some feedback and also let us know if you have an interest in a specific health topic. You can also like and message us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kieran Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone.